This offseason, Missouri has added more than 5,000 yards to its backfield. Plus, where am I leaning on the search for Missouri's next defensive coordinator? Let's talk about that and defending Nick's honor coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And some good news from this past weekend for the Missouri Tigers. As I said in the cold open there, Tigers adding an incredible amount of experience to their backfield next season. Much like with Marcus Carroll from Georgia State, the four-year player. Well, another four-year running back, this time from Eli Drinkwitz, old stomping grounds of Appalachian State. It's Nate Noel who definitely fits the size profile of what Drinkwood seems to like in a running back, about 5'10", 190 pounds, maybe an inch or two taller than Cody Schrader. Not much more than that, though. And Tulane was thought to be the main competitor there. And again, four years at App State, rushed for more than 3,000 yards. Again, along with Marcus Carroll, who rushed for nearly 13, or excuse me, more than 1,300 yards alone in his senior season for Georgia State. So one thing, you got guys with that much experience, eight combined years of college football. What a weird new world we're in here. But one thing I'll say, I bet they can pick up the blitz, right? Everybody's immediately thinking, looking at those big rushing numbers I just threw out, and of course, naturally wondering if they can pick up a little bit where Cody Schrader left off. Well, what I immediately thought was, Here's some veteran players here who should be able to help out in the passing game. Yes, Missouri's going to have to replace some offensive linemen from last year, as you do virtually every season. You're going to have to replace at least one lineman. Well, if maybe if one of them doesn't work out, maybe these running backs will help out in pass protection. And honestly, I think with that much experience, you can probably expect them to pick up the scheme pretty quickly. I'll be honest, I haven't done much of a dive into Nate Noel's film from his past four years, but I did notice with Marcus Carroll, his running style that he had at Georgia State was much more of a get-up-field, hit-the-A-gap style as opposed to Missouri's much more sort of zone scheme-based, outside zone, stretch play, and occasional inside zone kind of stuff as well for the most part. That's the lion's share of what Missouri did last season. But again, regardless, I would expect both of those guys will be able to pick up the offense pretty quickly, add a real veteran presence, obviously, to this roster. And I would imagine... While Eli Drinkwitz no doubt wants to lean on one running back, that's his obvious his obvious pattern so far in his head coaching career, I would expect that certainly one of these guys, whoever's the backup, is probably going to play more than Nate Pete did last year anyway. Nothing against Nate Pete. It's just Cody Schrader was just an absolute incredible workhorse 
unlike maybe we've ever seen at Missouri, quite honestly. But you know what? Another addition in the transfer portal, this time on the defensive side of the ball, New Mexico State, former New Mexico State Aggie, Sterling Webb, a defensive tackle. Tigers were definitely set to lose quite a few guys on that defensive front, including Realist George, Jaden Jernigan, and I believe Josh Landry as well. So some important guys on the inside there. This young man had offers from Indiana, Arizona State, visiting Illinois and Houston in the lead up to his Missouri commitment as well. So maybe those particular schools... Maybe that has you questioning, hmm, maybe this isn't the talent that we want. But quite honestly, I'm just going to trust Al Davis and the Missouri defensive line unit at this point. They've done such a good job in the portal getting guys from places like Jackson State and just places you wouldn't not necessarily think would be the hotbed of football transfer portal activity. Well, so far, so good, especially on the defensive line there. So hopefully Sterling Webb is just the next example of another guy who's worked out there. Now, Missouri, are they going to be, one thing we've talked about a little bit, are they going to be in the market for a safety in the portal? We shall see there. But we do know that four-star from the high school ranks, four-star defensive back, also considered an athlete, depending on where you're seeing him listed online. But a four-star player, Trey John Greco, from the state of Georgia, originally committed to Georgia Tech, backed out of his commitment, USC was probably the main competitor, but the Tigers went out in the end. He announced his commitment very recently here at the Under Armour All-American game. So that was an exciting moment if you happen to be watching that particular game. Obviously, welcome Trey John Greco. But you know what? Some departures as well. Just a lot of news here the past few days since the last time I talked to you all on Friday. Harrison Mevis officially trying his hand at pro football. I had said last week, listen, in this new world of name, image, and likeness, this would be an obvious decision in the old world. Well, in the new world, Missouri could offer Mevis some significant money, especially when we'll, we'll see what happens. Is Missouri is Blake Craig ready to go? I, I can't say. I haven't seen him kick the ball one time in my entire life. Hopefully he is. But here's all I know about Harrison Mevis. Let's just talk about him quickly. He is Missouri. He leaves as Missouri's all-time leading scorer. Hey, that's a pretty good lead to your resume, right? Well, also in his final year at, with the Tigers, as what we all truly every single one of us is going to remember, he nailed a 61-yarder in Week Three to beat Kansas State at the buzzer at Faroe Field. Several other game winners as well, including against Florida this season. I've often talked about Missouri having great luck with quarterbacks since the Gary Pinkle era. We're talking Brad Smith, Chase Daniel, just a, a million different names there, including, yes, Daddy, Blaine, Grab, Blaine Gabbert, who got Missouri, who got the Chiefs, excuse me, a win yesterday. Well, I have to say the Tigers have really done great with kickers in this period as well. Since the meme is all oh, these darn college kickers, something that irritates my dad to no end because he's quick to point out that darn it, these pro kickers aren't always reliable either. But regardless, I think we can all agree finding a reliable place kicker 
is a rare and valuable weapon. And not only with Harrison Mevis, of course, but going back to other great eras of Mizzou football, Jeff Wolford, Grant Russell, who followed Wolford immediately. I think even just those three guys alone, I think most programs would be thrilled to have that kind of luck at the place kicking position. And we've got more news from the portal coming up for you. But, of course, everybody is talking about who is going to be Missouri's defensive coordinator after Blake Baker decided to take his talents to Baton Rouge. Well, I have one name that is an obvious name that should be the first call that Missouri makes. But you know what? If that guy says no, I'm almost leading toward Missouri going internally. So let's talk about who I think the main outside candidate should be for Missouri here in just a little bit. But first, I want to talk about a FanDuel Sportsbook because the regular season is now finished, but the playoffs is here. So there's still plenty of time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, whether you win or lose. And the app is so incredibly easy to use. There are so many different ways to bet. So for instance, you could take Michigan minus four and a half. You could take the Michigan money line. If you want to just have them go straight up or you like the totals, maybe you don't think it's going to be as high scoring. You go under the 55 and a half. Well, either way you're thinking, Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. It's FanDuel official partner of the NFL. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. For your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever 24-7 national sports streaming channel. That's Locked On Sports today on YouTube. And just quickly here, some quick portal news and roster news for Missouri, and I promise this will dovetail oh so beautifully into my Blake Baker discussion but Tyron Hopper along with Harrison Mevis going to be trying his hand at the NFL best of luck to both of those guys obviously Hopper just a really really valuable player of the past couple seasons for Missouri obviously and on the negative side of the portal well I talked quite a bit about Nick Scourton last week the Big Ten sack leader from Purdue. Well, he never made it to Columbia for his visit because he ended up committing to Texas A&M. Same deal with Derek Graham, the left tackle from Troy, also a Texas A&M Aggie as well. So Aggies maybe coming up over the top with some solid NIL deals there, I would sure. And that's not a complaint whatsoever. Honestly, I kind of admire what Texas A&M is doing. As usual, they're not messing around when it comes to dollars and cents whatsoever. It does put a lot of pressure on their new coach, Mike Elko, the former Duke coach. But but if I'm him, I love it, quite honestly. Who, who has patience for a rebuild anymore in 2024 any, anyway? If we got the money, let's just go ahead and try to be good right now. It's not as though Texas A&M's been terrible. They're just a little bit off maybe with offensive scheming, certainly the quarterback position as well. To me, patience 
is so 2019 at this point. That's very much the old, the old thinking of old college football to me. This is a whole new world in so many ways. And speaking of this new world, let's go back to what I called in the previous episode Blake Baker's lateral move to LSU as their defensive coordinator. Now, was I trolling LSU fans by na- by putting that as the title of my program? Absolutely. Did it work? 100% yes, it worked. A record number of comments on my previous episode, nearly 300. And guys, if you think I read even half of those, you're crazy. But I, I, what I am sure of, though, is that most of those LSU fans who commented were probably simply triggered and didn't listen to my argument and assumed that what I was saying is that Mizzou and LSU are equivalent programs. Well, if you listened, and I'm sure you did, that's not what I was saying at all. And obviously, hey, head coaching job, if you're going to pick one or the other, you'd still got to pick LSU, even as I'm calling it this new world of college football where I think the the playing field is leveled quite a bit between LSU and Missouri. But at the same time, again, it would be foolish to argue that those are equivalent programs. Again, what I was saying is for 2024, LSU and Missouri are relatively equivalent in terms of who do you expect to make the college football playoff? Who do you expect to win the SEC? Honestly, I I don't see how you could argue that LSU now, having to replace Jaden Daniels, the Heisman Trophy winner, how can you just assume that they're going to be as good as they were last year? Hey, adding Blake Baker that might help their defense. It really might. But what about the offense? It's not going to be as elite as it was last year, more than likely. So again, given the transient nature of this sport, and especially of being an assistant coach, I think if you're Blake Baker and you want to be a head coach in the future, to me, just one more year at Missouri is less risk than going to LSU, despite a a relatively significant pay raise and, hey, maybe his wife's from there, makes her happy, all that good stuff. That's fine. That's really the only reason I was semi-surprised, is that I think it was a semi-risky move for for Blake Baker. But whatever. Honestly, it's his life. It's his choice. I I really can't hate on him for it whatsoever, and I have a feeling that Missouri is going to be fine. Now, if Brady Cook would have transferred to LSU or something like that, again, an insane hypothetical scenario perhaps, then you know what? Then in that situation, maybe I really would be done with college football forever. But But an assistant coach... I mean, please, everybody, after this Baker episode in particular, let's all just agree to never be mad about an assistant coach or a head coach, for that matter, leaving for another school ever again. It's just a little bit silly. Now, as other people have pointed out, if Baker takes Kevin Peoples with him, per se, as the defensive backs coach, from Missouri to LSU, and that is kind of a hot rumor right now, by the way. And that all that is all it is this point is rumor and innuendo. But if that happens, if that actually happens and Kevin Peoples goes as well, okay, now I am a little bit annoyed because Blake Baker isn't just now, you know, taking an offer for him and his family. Now he's actively recruiting against his old team that he promised to 
you know, hey, I'm coming back and put out the the Wolf of Wall Street meme and all that crap. Now, that one, that is a little bit too far to me and is sort of breaking a little bit of a line in the sand there, if you will. But as for who I think is going to be or who I'd like to see be, actually the Missouri defensive coordinator, the next Missouri D.C., well, naturally, I think you'd expect Missouri to move here in the next few days, this week, certainly by next week, I would think, because everyone except Michigan and Washington is finished, and obviously the Huskies and the Wolverines will be finished tonight as well. And to me, there's one guy who keeps popping up. Everybody I talk to, everybody I read keeps bringing up former Wisconsin defensive coordinator and interim head coach Jim Leonard. And every single year, it does seem like Wisconsin under Leonard was a top 10 defense, very similar style in terms of just an attacking style, I would say an aggressive style of defense to Blake Baker. So I think there'd actually be a good amount of crossover there schematically as well. But again, just based on talking to people I think know more about the defensive side of the football than I do. They really have big-time respect for Jim Leonard. So I think he's the cream of the crop. Hey, go offer him the $2 million, maybe even two and a half that Baker perhaps got from LSU. Match that. Go offer Jim Leonard that. Put that out there in the ether, by the way. Let everybody know that Missouri is serious, 100% serious about 2024, and make Jim Leonard say no. And you know what? If he says no, that's okay. And if he does, I'm not sure if there's another candidate out there who's worth that much money. I got to be honest. Honestly, you know, two and a half million bucks for Blake Baker. Again, think he did a great job at Missouri. That that's quite that's quite a bit of money. You had to go over market value to get the guy to come. So if you're Missouri, I think it's worth it for Jim Leonard. Some of the other guys I've seen bandied about, I'm just not so sure. So to me, I'd be completely fine. You make Jim Leonard say no, he says no, to me, then I'm comfortable with DJ Smith. And by the way, maybe the Missouri linebackers coach. He's been with Eli Drinkwitz this whole time at Missouri. Seems to be a rising star kind of guy. Hey, keep him happy. Maybe keep Kevin Peoples happy as well. Promote him. Maybe they're co-defensive coordinators. DJ Smith was co-defensive coordinator in title with Blake Baker. I think we all know that Baker was more of the in-charge, maybe he's the 1A to the 1B, you know, that part of the co thing. But I think that would make a lot of sense, actually. If you're worried about people's leaving, give both guys a little bit of a raise. You don't have to pay them $2 million bucks a piece or anything like that. Give them both a raise. Keep guys you like in your defensive your defensive locker room, guys who you like, keep them in-house, keep them happy because, again, some continuity for 24 in what's a really, really important season for the Tigers really does seem like that's paramount in terms of importance. And you know what? When it comes to Missouri basketball, obviously this season is not gone how any of us would have liked so far, but I got to say the human instinct to find a scapegoat especially online this past weekend, has been really disappointing to me following Missouri's loss to Georgia. So you know what? I want to defend the good gosh darn name of Nick Honor coming up here in just a little bit. But first, let's talk about Jace Medical, because I know we come to sports to escape from some 
of the crazy realities in in life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? Because according to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. And I can't imagine feeling much more helpless than if one of my daughters got sick while a supply chain issue kept them from the life-saving medication that they needed. Well, thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. So visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code Locked On to get $20 off your first order. By the way, quickly on tonight's national championship game, it seems like I've seen some people act like this is a matchup of the, you know, the high-flying passing game of Michael Penix in Washington against the grinded-out ground-and-pound of the Michigan Wolverines. And honestly, that narrative just, to me, underestimates the Michigan quarterback, J.J. McCarthy, a little bit, and that's probably a big reason why I've liked Michigan since the beginning of the college football playoff. I'm going to stick with them here tonight for a victory. Not enough to to give the points, to be honest. Four and a half seems like a little bit too much. I'm just going to stay off of it, but I do like a Michigan victory tonight. But you know what? Also quickly, just best best wishes to Mama Dembele as well, who looked to have a knee injury last night for the women's basketball team. Hopefully not as bad as it looked, but that would be, I'd be a real bummer for Robin Pinchton and her squad. So hopefully, hopefully it'll put out a little positivity into the world there for her. But Speaking of positivity, I've really not enjoyed the negativity I've seen from Missouri fans online this past weekend about Nick Honor in particular. Listen, if you want to be negative about the team's performance so far, you even want to be a little negative about how Dennis Gates has approached this team in some ways or approached the transfer portal the previous offseason, I might even agree with a lot of those takes. I really would, but Dennis Gates makes, what, $4 million bucks a year? I think he can take the arrows a little bit. But Nick Honor, on the other hand, I don't know. Listen, some people think, well, it's name, image, and likeness world now. That means you can just say whatever you want about these kids. I've never even felt that way about professional athletes in the NBA who make $40 million a year. I think at a certain point, you should actually have some manners and treat people like a human being. Now, don't get me wrong. I haven't seen people tweeting at Nick Honor and saying, you suck or anything like that. But I have to admit, I'm disappointed with the level of negativity I've seen from some prominent Missouri accounts that I follow, Missouri fan accounts that I generally enjoy, and I just think they've been too harsh on Nick Honor, especially publicly. Listen, you want to yell some stuff in your neighborhood, in your, excuse me, in your your living room in frustration, fine and dandy. Lord knows I've done that a million times, but I'd like to think I calm down before I get on Twitter or certainly on this podcast. 
And also, listen, Nick Honor has been, for the most part, pretty doggone good this season. I know he's hit. He's had a bit of a shooting slump the past few games, and in particular, what's bothering people right now is when Nick Honor picks up his dribble in the pain and kind of gets stuck with nowhere to go. Well, listen, folks, again, Dennis Gates, this whole staff, hasn't quite worked out in the portal as well as it did the previous season. I think everything's going to be fine long run with Dennis Gates, first of all. Let's not anybody panic just yet. But specifically to Nick Honor, here's a guy who came in last season and was a huge part of really a dream basketball season for Missouri, a season that came out of basically nowhere. The Tigers make the tournament, win their first tournament game for the first time in, what, a dozen years or so. Nick Honor was a huge part of that. And now that Kobe Brown's gone, some of these transfer guys haven't quite worked out, well, now Honor is having to take on more of the offense. And that's probably not quite up to his particular skill set. Now, to me, if I were going to honor Nick some constructive criticism, it's pretty simple. On those drives, hey, when it's five out and he's driving into the pain and, well, he doesn't really want to take that shot up yet, that's okay. Just don't pick up your dribble. Keep it alive. And when I say against the five out, what, that makes it easier to find shooters if somebody helps off. Because oftentimes, see, period, if there's a guy in the paint, whether it's Aiden Shaw, Connor Vanover, Jordan Butler, whoever it might be, or, or certainly, certainly Noah Carter, too, is in the paint quite a bit as well. If those guys are in the paint, see, that's when Honor really gets in trouble, in my opinion. When he dribbles into the paint, there's just too much help, too much clogging for his size and for his ability to score in the paint, and not enough room to actually make a good pass out of that situation either. So again, if there's somebody in the lane, he probably just needs to stay out of it. On the other hand, if as is often the case for Missouri, if they're playing five out, I'm okay with him driving into the lane and taking his man off the dribble, but if he doesn't like the look as far as the shot goes, just keep dribbling around. Pull the old Steve Nash move and dribble in a circle for a minute until somebody like Aiden Shaw cuts to the basket as he did so well against Georgia this past Saturday. Again, I think his teammates have to help him out a little bit in those situations too, but certainly I do think Nick needs to get a little bit better at least not picking up his dribble and leaving himself in a bad spot in the paint. That's a fair constructive criticism but what I've seen online far too often is just stuff that is borderline personal and insulting and frankly something you would never, ever say to Nick Honor's face in real life just because I'm not even talking about like, well, he'd kick your butt or whatever. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying you wouldn't say that because he's a human being and hopefully you've got a little bit more, I don't know, polite little more manners and, and empathy than that. That's all I can say. We're Missouri fans. We're true sons and daughters. Nick Honor's always going to be a true son. Treat him as such. That's all I'm saying. You want to yell some stuff out in frustration when he makes a turnover in your living room? Fine and dandy. But keep your frustrations offline. That's all I'm saying. And thanks, as always, for listening to Locked on Mizzou, making it your first listen every day. And hey, Tell another true son or daughter about the show if you'd think they'd enjoy it over at YouTube, Spotify, or head them to all the links, the link tree over at LockedOnMizzou.com. 
And until next time, and who knows, maybe Missouri will have another defensive coordinator, another player. Is there even an offseason anymore in college football? Doesn't really seem like it, but I certainly can't complain. So, again, until next time, thanks as always for listening. I'm John Miller. This has been Locked on Mizzou.